And away we go. Here we are for another beautiful day in Las Vegas. I skipped three or four days, so I apologize for that. But in the let's face it, in the podcast world, it really doesn't matter. Everything is evergreen anyway, but there is a ton of stuff to catch up on, and I can't wait to dive into it. It starts with, with Christian Pulisic scoring for, for Chelsea once again over Lille. Uh, everyone's going kind of nuts again because, uh, the, the, you know, the star is back. The, the star was born. The star was dead. The star is back. It's crazy times over there with Chelsea. And it's even more crazy that Lukaku is just sitting stuff out. I mean, it's it's at the point now where they can't figure out who their best forward is. Is it Kai Havertz? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, you start looking at the numbers. I love these people on Twitter, too. They're like trying to figure out who the best forward is. And none of them are forwards. It's great. And then Lukaku just sitting there, you know, it, it all started when Lukaku started acting up about Inter and, and, and whatnot. And it's just, I'm not happy here and all that crap. And another bad news, you know, since I've been away, uh, unfortunately, Gio Reyna hurt again. And we saw the images of him taken off the field, crying, and he's devastated. And his, his, his manager's comments were very clear. You know, it's, it's bad to see him hurt once again. And it's certainly going to have its effect on World Cup qualifying effort. And then on the heels of that, then what happens? Of course, Weston McKinney, probably our best performer in the in most recent games for the U.S. national team. He goes down with an injury, a break of the second and third metatarsal, a uh, compound break. So that was all the speculation once when it, when, when it first happened. I saw the tackle. I tweeted about the tackle. That's how I broke my leg, by the way. I got a plate and eight screws in my leg because of that, that exact same tackle of you. You think... You're taught, you know, when you're running with the ball sometimes to lean into those kind of things. But when a guy comes in and let's say it dirty, that was not a clean tackle and, and the knee catches your ankle and now you're planted and you can't get out of it. And that, and your, your, your ankle just rolls over. He's very fortunate not to have a fibula break. That's what I have. The break is, uh, is in a different area. I've seen some images of him already at home trying to recover, you know, with the cast and the, the leg up in the air. Really sucks. Really sucks. Because we're hoping so much to get Gio Reyna back and to see what that looked like once again. I call him the Fab Four to see if we could get Adams, Pulisic, I say Pulisic, Weston McKinney, and Gio back on the field at the same time. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for a while. You know, and then there was, you know, another thing that I might want to talk about because I've been away for a bit and I'm just, it's my, my mind is going too fast right now. I'm remembering Joe Scali's comments about the last time he spoke to U.S. national team manager, Greg Berhalter, which was forever ago. I thought that was very odd, very odd to not, not have those conversations. But that, you know, if you're looking at the, uh, the Champions League stuff, Juventus gets the 1-1 with Villarreal, a lot of ties in this deal. And, and I thought Benfica really showed the world what they really are all about. Because Ajax is a real team. And to come out of that 2-2, not a bad deal. Manchester United with the draw, a late goal against Atletico Madrid, which is pretty good. Pretty good. But I mean, look, there's only three shots on target the entire game. It's, it's like if when you're playing against Simeone, the games are going to be like that. It's one of the highest paid guys in the, on, on the planet. I mean, what a job, man. I mean, he, he makes it all about a fight. I've seen a documentary on him. It's all a fight to him. Life is a fight. Everything is a fight. And his team certainly represents that. So anyway, that's that for the Champions League. And it's, if you look at the week in the EPL, it's just, it's not a good time. It's just not a good moment. As they, It's always funny how all the, all the foreign coaches, they always say, we are not in a good moment. That moment is lasting a lot longer than just a moment there, Conte. It's now, uh, you know, you don't call a week and a half a moment. They lose again. And now what's amazing about that, the only win that they were able to muster up is essentially 
the game that has changed everything against Man City. Man City is essentially the, is, I mean, look, you go through it now because they've lost, tied. They had some great games. They had some fantastic games. And then it's just gone sideways on them at the worst time. So the loss, I think it was the tie against Southampton and then now the loss to Tottenham has put them in a very precarious situation. And in April, by the way, you got Liverpool starting to really catch fire. They slammed six. Their six goals changes everything. And these guys play in April. Now, here's the thing. If Liverpool wins out because of all, the, all things included, if they win out the rest of their games, they are the champions. That's a simple math for you. There's a ton of things that can possibly happen. But that is the reality of what, what we're looking at. Liverpool is right back in the race. Man, I said it was over. I, what am I thinking? Why'd I say that? I mean, I, I hate it when I say something dumb like that because now I got to backtrack. Now I got to basically say, all right, well, I, I was wrong. I got that one wrong. They're certainly still in the race. It's going to get tricky now. And that's, that's the simple math, guys. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. They could tie, they could lose. They, they, you know, the, the games are not going to all be win or loss. It's going to be a, a battle of points all the way to the bottom and, or to the end. Chelsea's not really in that, uh, in that fight. And then, of course, their schedule is getting somewhat tricky because now you got their final, of course, against Liverpool. So they got a cup final this week. And then everybody else, let's go through those. I mean, it's, it's well, I don't really need to go through all of them. I'm looking forward to, you know, some of the Bundesliga games that are, that are coming your way. Bochum has got uh, Leipzig, which that's an interesting one for me because, of course, that's my old club. And Augsburg takes on Dortmund. Now, it's amazing how we stop talking about Ricardo Pepe, isn't it? There's not much to talk about. So maybe that's a good thing. The other big piece of news, it would be that MLS is back. And this is the, uh, the beginning of it. If you start looking at some of the results, Montreal doing well in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. NYCFC looking really good. I think that's a team that came into the, the CONCACAF Champions League playing well because guess what? They were the last team in it. They were still playing not too long ago. Everybody else is like out of this thing in October when you're out of it and you're not. So the Champions League is a, is, is a great thing, but it's going to be difficult for New England in the, in the CONCACAF Champions League because not only did their games get canceled, but they haven't played any games yet. So you got NYCFC coming into this thing strong, and I, and I like it. Things seem to have calmed down with Charlotte. No more we're screwed comments, but let me talk you through it. So Minnesota gets Philly. I think that's a great game. That's a, that's a phenomenal start. Colorado gets LAFC. Now, Colorado also got knocked out of the, the CONCACAF Champions League, the penalty kicks. Just couldn't muster up uh, anything more than one goal against 10 men. So that's not fun. Can't explain that one away, Robin Fraser. Vancouver gets Columbus. That's like, a, eh, who cares? Toronto and Dallas, hmm, I don't know. And then you got Cincy and Austin. Okay, let's go. Let's see who's going to figure it out first. The Red Bulls are at San Jose. So San Jose gets a good start. We've been hearing about this for a while. Everything's going nuts over there in San Jose, by the way. Matias Almeida, I'm just, you know, I, I have my, my ideas about him. I just don't think his methodology and his psychology is going to work in this country. He's been here for four years. He's made the playoff once and... Barely. And it's just never gotten better. He's up at the end of his contract. Chris Leach is, is really doing a great job up there, putting the pieces back together. It looks like they're, they're building a team, but now you got Matias Almeida going into a press conference slash just a complaining whining session about how he's not building this team. Somebody else is. I mean, if you don't see the writing on the wall now that he's, he's gone, he's gone. Mentally, he's gone. But 
that when I when I talk about methodology and the and the, the mental side of this, these kind of antics work in Mexico. They just do. When you start, you know, blaming players and saying, "Well, I don't get to do this and I don't get to do that," it actually inspires Mexican players. It just pisses off Americans. Americans are like, "No, I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like the fact that every time my manager." goes in front of a microphone. He talks about how unhappy he is with the players he does have and how he didn't even select them. So when you go into that practice as a player, you're looking at your coach going, uh, where do I stand? And the fact that we're four years in and he still doesn't speak English, I'm sorry. That's lazy. That is flat out lazy. I don't want to go so far as to say he doesn't care. I mean, a lot, a lot of people think he's a genuine guy. I just don't think he's a very smart man. That's my assessment of... Almeida. I think he was a great player. I think he came from very humble beginnings and the way that he became the player that we all saw and knew and, and how fast that happened. I think he went to Sevilla and, and it was like overnight sensation. Now he's playing with a national team and it's a lot had happened to him. There's no way to prepare for that. So it's a great story when you're trying to inspire guys. Very good looking people. Look at them right there. Uh, as, as I've said this time and time again, um, I'm at the Wynn and uh, Hotel Resort and Casino here at Blue Wire Studios. There's a huge glass wall. And these two very beautiful women just walked past and I got to say hello. And they took a picture. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, and there's another one. There she goes. Beautiful smile. Anyway, let me get back to it here. What I'm trying to say about Almeida is, is I, he doesn't fit here. He doesn't. And, and it's funny how these things work. Because I, I, think, I think Chris Leach is already preparing for his departure. He's, he's basically said, okay, the guy doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't, I'm not too sure he ever did. And I don't think he did a very good job of explaining to his assistant coaches, including Galindo, that guess what? It's expensive to live in the Bay Area and we're not going to pay you without taxes. You're getting taxed. All those guys were complaining two years into this deal. There's actually some reports that Almeida in the second year or maybe even the first year when they were doing all of their preseasons down in Mexico, in Cancun, I believe it was, he was already setting the table to come back to Cruz Azul. So if he ends up in Mexico again, don't be surprised. Because that shit works in Mexico. It doesn't work here. You're not going to inspire young, impressionable players if you're going to do things the way you do things and have no interest at all in trying to communicate with the players that don't speak Spanish. Now, I get to say this, man. I speak German. It took me five months before I started trying to speak the language. Of course I made mistakes. Of course I said things wrong. But when you are immersed in somebody else's culture, it is your responsibility to take part in it. Now, there's some success stories in this. I mean, you know, look at Cunaguero. He, he stayed at Man City, and he's still, for 11 years or whatever the hell it was, and he's never even tried to speak English. And that doesn't help when Pep shows up. It doesn't help. Uh, Pellegrini, it, it doesn't help that there was never really a re it was always explained to him in very s simple terms. Hey, this is what you're doing today. And I don't think talking to Bellatelli would, was ever even possible anyway. So what the hell? I don't know how the, and that's always that theory. Oh, I have to speak the language of football and it, it'll all work out. It all worked out in a, in a great way a, a long time ago. The greatest finish I, I think I've ever seen in the UPL with the slide pass from Bellatelli and Aguero and one of the greatest calls of all time to finish the game. But going back to Almeida, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. Go back to Mexico and then they'll start paying you without taxes and you get your little suitcase with money in it and get to do all that weird stuff with players. But all that stuff doesn't work here. No one's going to say this out loud. Of course, they're not going to say it. And that team is fixable. 
that city, that club deserves better than just a constant excuse. And then a manager who's apologizing all the time for no one's letting me work. It's like, he's like some kind of artist who is unhappy with the, the company of paints that he's getting. Now they just, the brush doesn't go into the paint. I need to be able to buy my own paint. Oh, shut up. Tired of it. Okay. Tired of it. Sorry. Sorry for the rant. Charlotte gets uh, DC United. Chicago, that's going to be great. The beginning of Ezra's reign in, in, in Chicago. Let's see how long that lasts. Sorry, buddy. I love you to death, but it's tough up there, over there, in there. They get uh, into Miami. Miami's made some changes. And let's we'll see what kind of team they put out there. New England gets Portland. So that's a, you know, they got to make the long trip. I don't know. I mean, I, could, I can hear Bruce complaining about it right now. Bruce just saying, what? I mean, can you pick a team further away from us? That's probably the way he's treated. I mean, and that would have been really miserable if he would have had to get on a couple couple planes to uh, to play in the Concacaf Champions League. But that worked out to his advantage. So I'm I'm pretty sure that that horseshoe is still firmly shoved up his ass. He just keeps getting lucky. Montreal, who's doing really well in, in Concacaf, they get Orlando City. Sporting Kansas City gets Atlanta. They got to make that trip. New York has to go all the way across country to L.A. Uh, they get the Galaxy. RSL almost forgot you uh, gets Houston. And Nashville gets Seattle. So I like that one. I think that's a good game. Jerry Smith will have his guys ready. That'll be an, that'll be an interesting one. I really want to see how what Salt Lake looks like this year, too. And Houston. Houston's uh, made some moves. I made fun of Medelson last week. Asher was basically saying how, how they've discovered the Brazilian market. They're doing a good job over there. I'm, I'm teasing you. Get, grow up. Get a thicker skin. Whatever it, whatever it takes. I know I'll never be the coach of Houston. I'm aware of that. I might be the coach of one of these teams, but it won't be Houston. I'm pretty damn sure that's not where I'm going. There's the family. Hi, guys. Uh, another uh, cool-looking family walking by, enjoying Vegas. That's really not what I want to talk about. I caught you up. I feel like I've caught you up. I thought Ralph Reinick's comments after the Manchester United game were pretty funny, as usual. And then, then you have this constant stream of who's going to be the next manager of Manchester United. Hey, look, they're in fourth. I mean, knock it off. They're actually getting, they're climbing back into this thing. Everybody else is failing. I mean, you look at Wolves are playing Arsenal today and, and Arsenal's already down. So their collapse is, is not over yet. There's still a couple of rocks that need to fall over in that complete collapse. I would be remiss if I, if I didn't talk about the other news of today. So St. Petersburg has been stripped of the Champions League final, rightly so. With everything going, going on in Ukraine, which is so frightening. It is, it is, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm only talking about what I've seen on Twitter and some of the images that have come across with families uh, with their phones up in their window you know, watching residential areas, you know, get shelled. I mean, that is, and then the kids crying. It's just, it's so bizarre to think that in, in this day and age that we have to, you know, I, I remember thinking in the movie Saving Private Ryan, how horrible that was to see those French villages absolutely destroyed and, and the father trying to save his children because his house is, and that's, that's what's going on right now as we speak. My prayers are with all involved. I hope this is just resolved as quickly as possible. War is not a word that I just ever thought, I never thought we'd, we would be having this conversation. It scares the hell out of me, to be honest. It really does. I mean, I'm a dad. I got kids. I can't imagine those families, what they're going through, huddled downstairs in basements, listening to the planes go overhead. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And I don't want to discuss that any further today either. So, uh, but what I do want to discuss, and for those of you who are now feel caught up with what's going on in the world collectively, I got an issue, man. I got a problem with youth soccer. I think we all have the same problem. I know I just don't think there's enough people talking about it. 
But let me talk you through what happened to me this week. So I have that 04 team that, that I've, I've been very proud of. Uh, that I've, I've mentioned several times that we were undefeated and, you know, we're top 20 in the country. Virtually, you know, been able to really, you know, take some pretty, you know, adverse circumstances and, and make the most of it. But the travel and the competitions that are in front of us right now are really overboard. And these companies, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to bash the, the, the club that I actually work for downtown, but they had the Mayor's Cup this weekend. And my team made it to the final. But by the time we got to the final, I didn't even recognize my guys. They had six games in three days. And I got Warriors on my team. And my captain, Anthony, this guy, how you feeling, man? Be honest with me. I'm feeling great, coach. Let's go. And the first time ever I get a text message of him saying, hey, if there's any way I could skip practice today. And I, I, I'm canceling practice now. So my guys, think about this. They play a Saturday, Sunday, Monday schedule. Six games, making it all the way to the final. We had some great results. You know, we started off great, but then rightly so. I mean, you, you win the first game 5-2. You win the second game 7 nothing, And now the wheels are starting to fall off. And we took two losses this weekend. They haven't lost in 10 months. But when you can't run anymore... You can't play anymore. You start to see, you, you, as a coach, and I get an injury, and I get another injury. There's just little stuff, but they're, they're you know, they're, then somebody has a personal thing that they have to handle, and they can't be at the game. And you're trying to figure out how to keep these guys out of harm's way. It's impossible. The industry that we have created decided, instead of doing it right, we're going to add on more games, more tournaments, more travel. And we wonder why. And we wonder why. It isn't the, the best product when it gets to the, the final stages. And there's a word, wear and tear, or the, the phrase. It's actually applicable right now. I mean, the, my guys are dead. Now, here's the worst part. They finish their, their final at 2.30, and they got to get up on stage and take the runner-up trophy. We lost one nothing Because the tournament was a little bit behind, just a little bit. And as it turned out, my guys didn't really get an appropriate warm-up, and we got scored on 49 seconds into the final. The rest of the game was okay. Won nothing. We, we lost the game. But they tried to just limp to the finish line. That's not the way this should be. It's not certainly isn't the way it is in Europe. And these tournaments, you know, the team that I lost to, I'll tell you, Eclipse from Chicago, you see, no, you guys are a fantastic team. Number 17, I don't know who you are. You got longer hair. You're a player. You are you got a future. Number seven, you ain't bad either. 14, I like the way you dribble, a little erratic at times. But I, I, I take my notes, man. When I see a player, I'm a, a player like that. That kid could potentially make a jump just to, almost anywhere he wants to go. I have my own academy now. I'm going to go find that kid. Don't know his name. I wish I did, and I could promote him right now, but I don't. But that's a soccer player to me. I mean, his, at, at that stage, the reason why we lost that tournament is because we ran out of bodies and you had a team from Chicago that brought 22 guys and then they had to sit players out. And it's such a catch 22. If you're a coach, if you don't manage that, right, you're going to have a couple of parents go, I flew all this way and I don't get to play. And then I, and they're, they're, and they're, you're going to have parents come at you and say, you know, my son played 87 minutes in the six games. And I want to know why, because they're counting and they're actually exaggerating. It's probably like 95, but they're going to say, it's less than what it is because they're paying for it and they get an opinion in this crap. But my team, it started with 18, had a kid back out right at the end. You know, it's really cold here in Vegas right now. 
So I had to call off a couple of practices because it's in the 30s. People don't realize that. You know, you get, get it, the sun goes down and, they, and the, the temperature goes down in a hurry. We had a couple of guys, you know, tighten up and didn't, you know, warm down, you know, or cool down, I should say, and appropriately. So they came into the game and, you know, boom, you know, you got a couple of hamstrings right away. So now you're managing 14 players, one keeper, 30, so you have a couple of subs, and then another guy goes down, and then another guy goes down. And now you got 12 players in a final, no subs, trying to figure out how you're going to get to the finish line. It's not easy, and it's not fair. It's not fair, because those boys are, those boys are hurting right now. Now, I think that I think the downtown Mayor's Cup does a better job than most because most of these games are truncated. They're not going to be the 90-minute games, so they've taken some minutes off of their body, but still, those turnarounds are hard. They're really, really hard. Now, here's the worst part. We got a game tomorrow for the National Pro. And then we got a game on Saturday. Then we got a game on Sunday. So if you do the math on this, in nine days, my 04 boys, who are all just trying to figure out a way to get to college, in nine days, they're going to play nine games. In nowhere in anybody's rationale are we going to be able to say that that's going to be healthy for these young bodies. It's just not. And I got to coach that. And I, I really, to be honest with you, I don't know how much longer I can do this. I really don't. I would rather start my own academy, do it appropriately. And I don't care what club you play for. I don't care. I really don't. I only need a week of training with good players in the, at this level. That's all I need. I said, I mean, all these people that are, you know, if you're going to go into a, a weekend scenario, give me a week. Give me a week. On Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, play on Saturday. And then put everything into that game. Everything. That's the way it should be. And what, what unfortunately we do to our players is that, it, it, and, and that the best part is, is think about this. They're all trying to get to college, right? So they're, they're trying to perform at their best. They come out of the shoot. They win five to two, uh, seven nothing, and they got all the college coaches who basically are 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 you know, clamoring over them, saying you know you did great, it's fantastic. Uh, we'd like you to come to our school. And now they start getting offers, and now these are concrete offers, and 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 unfortunately these offers are last stitch ideas from a coach that just ran out of recruiting time. So he's throwing the kitchen sink at some of my guys. These guys are good. Hey, okay. Can they, can they play? Yeah, I'd take them if I were you. Okay, I'm going to take them. So these guys are, these guys are off, off to college. So now they finally achieved their goal, right? So when those Sunday games started, what the hell are they playing for? We, I could complain all I want, but they, if, if that was the objective from the start is to perform, showcase yourself, get in the shop window, a college coach comes and finds you and says, hey, this all made sense. I'm going to give you a $35,000 scholarship a year. And by the way, good job on your grades because that made it easier. And so now we're going to give you a scholarship. You get in your car, you go home with your mom and dad and you, and, and you go to dinner and there's this moment probably where they say, we did it. Oh, we got a game at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Ah, oh, really? What the hell am I playing for? So you start losing. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I've taken this group as far as I can take them. Uh, we'll see how this goes this weekend, but this might be it for me. Youth soccer. This might be it. You know, I, I get it. I, 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 I did everything I could. I took them all the way to, you know, and, I'm, and I'll be very proud uh, when, when those reports come out that those kids have actually signed this late in the day. Um, 
or in the cycle, I, I should say, and they're going to college. And I, and I got to, to be a part of that. I'm, I'm very proud of that. So I'm hoping that that will be the case with some of these boys. It really is an amazing, an amazing journey that they've been on. And the, and the friendships that they have and, and the camaraderie that exists in this group that, I, that I've been coaching is phenomenal because they're great kids. They really are. I, I can say that about every single one of them. Their character is intact. I sound like Al Pacino talking about Charlie right now. Sin of a woman. I don't know if you've ever seen that speech, but I think I just, I actually started going into that speech right there. Isn't that the, that's the speech where he goes, I take a flamethrower to this place. God, that's how I feel though. I feel like this is just, this is just a scenario that the cost of winning, winning that scholarship might be a little bit too much. It might be just too much to ask for these, these families. And when I say that I'm done with, with youth soccer, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm done trying to find players. And, but I, I still believe that my academy from this day forward will always work to find not just a platform for them to, to showcase themselves, but the environments that, that, that are necessary and conducive to real growth as people and as players. But this is just, you know, attrition. It's the battle of attrition. It's a, a erosion of the soul. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Think about this. Cause I also have another team that I'm, I'm helping with the local MPSL team. I've already announced this, the MPSL team, the Las Vegas legends. I will be taking part as one of the coaches in our open cup effort. So we got to prepare those guys too. So I, I got that going on. So this is my weekend, right? So I start on Saturday. I had the first game at 10. I had a, a legends two game at one o'clock. And then I had to be back at four 40 for my 04 game, which uh, was at a different facility. And then after the 440 game, I had a seven o'clock game out in um, Allen Beck, which is a, a nice little private school. So I, I was at four different, well, three different def destinations on Saturday. On Sunday, I had to get up and do it all over again. So I had the 04s and then I, I went to the, the Legends game and then I had 04s again and then I had a Legends game. Then that was my Sunday. So I mean, it, it, this, this stuff, is just, it's a lot. It's a lot to endure. You know, when you coach 12 games, think about this. No, actually, sorry. Let me get that right. 11 games. 11 games in three days. I coached 11 games. My poor guys played, played six. I feel bad for them. But, you know, if you talk about, you know, burning the candle at both end, I, ends, I'm doing it right now. Here's, here's the funny part, though. So my wife is a part of, you know, my son, my 13-year-old is a part of an MLS Next uh, 09 team. So they had a game in... Phoenix. So my wife on Friday leaves. I got games on Saturday. So she leaves with the kids. So she's got a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a 13-year-old. And they fly, they fly. They drive all the way, five and a half hours to Phoenix. Stay overnight, play one game at nine o'clock in the morning. They lose the game, two to one. And, and because some of those families said, I, I, I don't want to pay for a hotel. I'm just going to drive in the day of. And of course they lost. That's not, that's not a way to prepare. But they had one game. But the MLS Next, it's to, to, to their credit, that is, as much as we complain about it, that's actually a better way to do things. Put it all into one game. So, they, so my wife drives the kids out there. And then my daughter, Tatum, had her Saturday game. This is the, this is, uh, the uh, quarterfinals in high school. So they, she, she says, you know what? Let's go. So she goes from Phoenix all the way to Thousand Oaks, California. That's five and a half hours more on top of it. So that's 11 hours in two days. They watch the game and then Sunday happens and then she has to drive back Monday back to Vegas. Another five and a half hours. So she rolls in the door 
And put this, just, just, just try and think about this, right? So she, she rolls in on Monday, about 6.30 at night. And I'm just finishing with all of my stuff. I am so glad that it's over, regardless of the result. I'm just, I'm, I am spent, done. So I made spaghetti and meatballs. for. I'm sitting there waiting for him. My poor wife rolls in the door, looks at me and says, I'm done. I'm spent. And by the way, your five-year-old's throwing up in the car. So I got, after having no sleep at all the, the week that I had, my poor wife has to go to sleep. And then I had to manage my five-year-old uh, through the night who managed to throw up on me four times. Not three, four times. So I didn't get much sleep. It wasn't the, uh, the I'm trying to explain this through the window that, that it sucks to get thrown up on four times in one night. It's not a good thing. Oh, but never happens to you, buddy. Anyway. That's, uh, that was my week. And then of course, and that's Monday. So I wake up on Tuesday and, and that is the reason why we didn't do a podcast. I just wasn't there for you. And I apologize, but I had my reasons. You ever, I mean, as a parent, anybody else out there, you, you hear them, they, they come in, they, they, they run. It's, a, it's, it's terrible. It's, 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 we laugh about it after it's over, but when you hear the footsteps coming and you're sleeping, Right. And then your, your five-year-old, who's now like face-to-face with you because your bed, if your bed's, you know, elevated at all, daddy, I don't feel good. And now you're trying to wake up. And then the actual thing that wakes you up is the vomit as it hits your face. Now that is living. That's something else. And then you got to go take all the sheets off. And, oh my God, everybody goes nuts. And I laugh, but man, I wasn't laughing in that moment, man. I, I was just a rough day rough day. So if you are feeling like you're having a bad day and with everything going on right now in Ukraine, I, I have no right to complain. I, and, and it puts everything in my life in perspective when I watch some of those, those, those images, because that's a blessing to be able to have to take care of a five-year-old who happens to not feel very well. I'm okay with that. That is, uh, that is something that I, I, I cherish actually. Not that, not to pick it up to puke, but you know, they're my kids. I love them more than anything in the whole world. Uh, that's it for today, guys. Sorry about the long stories. Fix the soccer, America, please. No more damn tournaments that take too long where we endanger our players. And then their answer to it is, well, then bring more players. Because that means they make more money on the back end. More rooms, more travel. Da, 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 da. It's an industry. I don't know if we can get out of it. But I don't know if I want to be a part of it much longer. So I apologize in advance. But I think, I think people will understand uh, my departure speech. But I hope my boys, I hope my boys find their way into college, and I hope I was able to give them the advice, possibly the, the mentorship that they possibly needed, and to make them smarter, wiser people as they go out into the real world. Uh, for today, this is uh, this is a Thursday. I got to check really quick before because this is just the way I am. I'm not one of those guys who likes to. Uh, Watch things later. Uh, I'm, a me- I'm an immediate update guy. So uh, let me just tell you how that's working out for Arsenal. Uh, still, still uh, looks like they're, they're having issues. Wolves is on a good run, but uh, they're at halftime and Wolves are still um, looking at a 1-0 victory, which that's not good. So Pierce Morgan, lose your mind. No one cares. 
Uh, that's it for today. Continue to be good human beings out there. Believe in peace. I believe in peace. Pray for peace. World needs it right now. We'll hear you next time.